God is like the sun. You cannot always look at it, but without it, you cannot look at anything else. The way we find ourselves is by staring into the sun. Hello and welcome. So glad you're here. I'm looking at my my brother's beautiful shining face. Which you will never see because we will never put these on YouTube. No, someday we will. (laughs) Welcome, Staring Into the Sun podcast. Here we are. We have missed each other and missed you. It's been a bit of a break for the holidays. We are roaring back into 2022, and we're ready to get this rolling. So for those of you who discovered us in 2021, you'll know that we are two brothers joining together uh, with our different perspectives of head and heart, trying to find what truth we could find there. So I'm Rob Gibson. Collision. Between right. head and heart. As, as we we need like a you know a painting or something of that. A painting <laughs> that would be epic. Yeah, like a collision. So, so yeah, I'm Rob Gibson, psychologist hailing from Denver, Colorado, and I am the other half of the duo, uh, John Gibson. I'm a pastor. I like to think about God and stuff like that, and I'm a pastor in Ohio. That's where I hail from. So. Yeah, that's right. So we w- we want to welcome you to 2022. So the the target of today, we're we're going to primarily focus on. John and I are going to talk about some of our our targets for the year, and uh, the goals maybe we've set for ourselves. I think a lot of you perhaps try to set some goals for yourself, and then perhaps like us wrestle with trying to figure out how you sustain them. So we're going to talk about what ours are, and uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about man, how how do we plan to keep these from being the you know, the, the, the goals that were tossed in the dustbin in previous years by like February 15th or something, you know, they just, they just fizzle after Valentine's day. So yeah, I always put my my token sermon about, uh, resolutions (laughs) because people always want, you know, we're always talking about that, all the great things we're going to do in the new year. And then two days go by and we're back to old habits. And (laughs) that's right. How do we move forward? How do we, how yeah. do we, and better question, how do we get better? You know, how do we yeah. do better? How do we live better? How do we become better? Like that's, that's in right. the interest of all people for sure. Yeah. We're going to do that. But first I want, I want to look back a little bit, Johnny. So, uh, I, I, I thought maybe we'd just ping back and forth and see what questions came to our mind. So one of the questions I was wondering about for you last year was, uh, what, what was a, uh, what was a book that you read that challenged you last year? Oh gosh. So I happened upon, um, and this is all a so little context, I took a sabbatical in 2021 uh, for um, three months uh, almost. Uh, it was a wonderful experience. Great. Uh, recommend for anyone. I know it's, I have people all the time saying, you did what? You took off work for how long? They actually paid me while I was gone. It was a beautiful thing. Um, I recommend it to anybody to take a sabbatical. It, it was a working, a restful time, uh, but it was really beneficial for me as a as a preacher, as a pastor, uh, it's, it tends to be a, a profession that can kind of be on the high on the stress scale, especially now with COVID. And that's true for everybody. But but I had the opportunity to take a sabbatical. Now, in preparation for the sabbatical, I, I was trying to lean into like, okay, God, what do you want to teach me? What I, I'm an avid reader. Uh, I love to read. So I was kind of starting to plumb the depths of, okay, where what's going to be my direction? Focus. And I happened upon an author that changed a lot of my perspectives and um, really ministered, did some good work to my soul. Uh, His name was Robert Benson. Started with the book called Living Prayer. 
Uh, and it's really just a book of Robert was a guy who was in the faith, kind of out of the faith, came back to the faith in a very liturgical way and found found roots and found foundation in liturgical spiritual rhythms. So this book, Living Prayer, really kind of talks about his journey into the liturgy of prayer and daily office and learning to re- live in spiritual rhythms. Uh, then happened upon, I-, I loved that book so much that I bought every book and I added it to my sabbatical reading stack, which my wife yelled at me constantly because I read half of them before I got to sabbatical. That was what happened with Robert Benson. I bought all six of his, seven of his books, and I had read all seven before sabbatical had started. They were all great, wonderful, uh, living prayer. I got a couple on my desk here in constant prayer. Uh, he wrote one dancing on the head of a pen. He's a, he's a writer, a teacher to other writers. Uh, just, just great. I love the way he wrote and it just, sometimes I find books that I disconnect with, you know, they stir my soul. And that was one of them led me into some new rhythms in my own life that I have experienced life from in a very profound way. So, yeah. How about you, Robbie? What, what did you, what was one book that impacted you in 2021? So I have this terrible habit of picking up a book, reading into it some, you know, some length, you know, two chapters, seven, and then I lose interest and I go on to something else. So currently I'm reading like seven <laughs> books. None of them are finished. This is what we call, oh, no, not OCD, ADD. <laughs> we'll talk about that in another episode. All right, I have that problem too, not with books, but with other things. Oh, man. Mixed with maybe a little bit of hubris. Like, oh, I've read two chapters. I know what this is about. So, oh, uh, you make which, the assumption. Oh, that's terrible. I think I, I don't think I do that consciously. Consciously, but uh, so anyways, I, I, I'm like, okay, I need to finish a book. So, uh, so, uh, books that challenge me. I mean, we talked about one of them already, Gulag Archipelago, which I'm mm. almost finished with. Um, so, uh, I'm almost finished with that one. Uh, I read 1984, uh, mm. this past year, um, read that one quickly near the end of the year. Um, and that was, uh, that was pretty gripping and challenging. Uh, made me think a lot about, um, what it means to be a person and what it means to pursue truth um, and uh, what what types of elements uh, are are against us in doing that perhaps and and I think the the most chilling aspect of that book is um, like most books uh, we I like to put myself in the place of the hero but I probably take I probably learn the most from it if I place myself uh, in the position of big brother and uh, consider the ways that I might, uh, what, what would it be like? I, I think just maybe, I think maybe ways that I might selfishly hang on to something that's not true and then force somebody else to live by it too. So wow. that, that was a challenging book. Um, but man, there, there's a spread. I mean, so I've such got different uh, things than me. That's what I really like. I enjoy hearing what you're yeah, reading. Let, let me, let me yeah. tell you what's on the list right now. So on the list right now is, uh, I'm rereading the interpersonal theory of psychiatry by Harry Stack Sullivan. Yes. I'm reading, um, their neuropsychology of anxiety, um, which is a massive text on the brain and anxiety. I'm reading, I'm finishing Gulag Archipelago. I'm reading, uh, what is it? The history of, the history of, what is it called? 
I, I'd have to grab of it again. Uh, no, that that would be an interesting book. Um, yeah, right. But but it's it's on the origins and history of consciousness um, by one of Carl Jung's students. So very cool. It, it, just a smattering, man. Um, I love it. So. Well, you've, you've shared what you're reading here. So some of my stack yeah, is The Rest the of God, Restoring Your Soul by Restoring Sabbath. I'm also mm-hmm. rereading In Constant Prayer. I'm reading um, Thomas Merton's autobiography. I just started uh, a couple. I'll usually read it. I read a couple books at a time, too. But I don't have your problem. I am actually OCD about finishing books. <laughs> it drives me nuts if I don't clear the last page, but I'm reading Seven Story Mountain. Uh, it's the autobiography of Thomas Merton, which I'm about a third through and is just phenomenal. So, so good. Um, and I'm also reading Paul, uh, an autobiography written, um, well, one of my favorite theologians that I, I'm losing my mind because I can't remember. N.T. Wright. I've lost oh, like was, everything in my brain. Guess to N.T. Wright. <laughs> N.T. Wright, his autobiography of the Apostle Paul, which is really yeah. good too. So that's kind of my current stack. Yeah. And, and, and just to quell some, uh, uh, I don't know what might be, it, filling in the narrative that, oh man, you know, the, wow, he, he must read all the time. So <laughs> at least for me, the way I read is by inching my way through a book. So, yeah. you know, I, I might say, you know, uh, the, the way the therapist hour works is I get about 50 minutes. Um, I sit with somebody and, and, and give my full attention to their life and, and care about their life. And then we finish and then I have to go to the bathroom. So I, <laughs> I take a walk. <laughs> <laughs> right, because I'm a human, so that that's how the that's how the hour works. And so, what I've committed to do is instead of you know dork while you're standing phone, at the urinal, no, 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 <laughs> that would be unsanitary. That's gross. So, but on the walk to and from, you know, there's about three minutes in there. You can get oh a couple pages, and yeah. you know what? If you put a couple pages in at yeah. a time every day for thirty days you've, you know, you've read a decent chunk of a book. Yeah. So another strategy. So I have two strategies. One is I'm just, I, I like to tell people don't feel bad because I'm a professional reader, right? So like my job, a lot of my job as a pastor is to learn, is to think, is, is to communicate complex ideals of faith and mystery of the divine into simple ways that people can grab on Sunday mornings. So I read a lot during the week, just in my professional time, but I've also found a lot of, um, engagement with reading through auto audio books, audible. I'm in the car a lot. Uh, I think we all drive a lot too. Like if you're, if you're one of those folks like, man, I wish I would, I wish I could read more, man, use your car time, like turn your radio yep. off and just yep. put on a book. And I, I have, I've probably almost doubled the amount of books that I can take in in a year by supplementing with books that I listen to. Yeah, it's strictly in the car. Like I won't listen to books anywhere else. Like while I'm sitting at home, I don't sit and listen to a book. But when I'm driving in the car, instead of listening to the radio, 99% of the time I got a book on. Yeah. Okay. That reminds me. This isn't from this past year, but uh, my favorite audio book is uh, The Lies of Locke Lamora. Oh, yes. <laughs> so you put me on this last year. Phenomenal. So freaking good, man. Hilarious. So, if, if you if listen to it, unless you, <laughs> it's got some language and all that kind of stuff. But man, yeah. it is hysterical. So good. 
yeah, it's pretty rich. It's very well written, and the yeah. the actor who reads it is just incredible. Yeah. There were several times where I would be like out by myself. Like I remember <laughs> one too. specific time, I was out in the yard uh, taking care of leaves, mm. and then in the middle of it, it, you know, other people are working, and everything's quiet, and I start cackling like. <laughs> Everybody looks at me like, "What is going on?" Oh, and that's funny! It's just incredible. Yeah, so, yeah, the first one's great. Second one's great. Uh, I didn't love the third one as much, but it was still good. Yeah, yeah. So they are, are book reviews. That'd be enough. We should do an offshoot show, book reviews. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll 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 take our 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 massive listeners now and then do an yeah, offshoot. Right. So we'll hey, we'll have like listen, twelve. We'll make somebody show. rich, man. <laughs> Like we will boost those ratings. <laughs> Come on, now let's let's talk about that. Subscribe, man. You know you love yes. this. It's a beautiful. Hey, thing. we hit a thousand listens uh, sometime in November, or December. Yeah, so it was a while back. That, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, baby, we're growing, dude. That's what happens. So cool. Beautiful. So we've How done you, books. Man? What you now? What else are we talking about? Question for you. Yeah. What, oh what, man. What do you like, want to know? So from you last did, year? we did the book thing. What do I want to know about your life from last year? Or just a question that comes to your head. Okay, well, what's one thing that you discovered about yourself that maybe wasn't a positive thing? You know, a lot of times in my life, I, I go through different seasons, and usually pretty consistently, I'll come into contact with parts of my character, my character, my character, or parts of my thinking that maybe aren't healthy or negative or are causing me some grief in some way. Um, maybe it's kind of a, a weakness of yours? What's something you encountered last year that you endeavored to say, you know, I'm going to find my way towards um, navigating through that? I don't hmm. know. Give us a little moment of vulnerability. Okay. Well, you weren't ready first... for that one. See, he, he thought he'd let make me ask him a question and now we're going to get into oh, it. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> so I think the first thing that comes to my mind is um, I, I tend, I mean, I'm a, I lean towards being a disagreeable person. And by that, I mean, I, I kind of like, um, I don't care so much about what other people think, um, which, which has its benefits and its downsides. Um, one of the major downsides I think from this past year is that if, you know, if I think that I know something because I've, you know, I've tried to investigate or come to a conclusion, um, it might, my disagreeableness on that can come across as being, uh, I don't, um, what's the word? Like just not charitable. And Mm -hmm. so I, I think as I, as I, like I said, as I read 1984 and as I kind of observe how, um, kind of, especially in this, you know, in our current moment in the world, how we're increasingly treating each other uncharitably, um, it just had me investigate, you know, I, I like that I'm disagreeable. It frees me up, um, from anxiety and things like that. But I also don't like how sometimes it can, you know, can, it can be arrogant or, uh, keep me from being charitable and humble. So I, I think that's something that was clear to me this year, um, than previous years. Yeah. So that's really good. How about you, man? I thought as soon as I asked that question, I'm going to have to oh, answer crap. the same for myself. <laughs> you know, I, I think it, it's, it's funny because on the flip side of that for me is my attachment to expectations of, you know, from outside sources. Um, 
how I govern my life or my idea of success or whatever. Um, I sometimes have had an unhealthy attachment to other people's um, expectations of me or how I how I work or you know. So I, I don't. I, I think how I'm navigating that as a as a follower of Jesus specifically, how I'm navigating that is trying to work through what are my motivations of life and, you know, kind of the why behind what I do um, and really evaluating my, my motives for all the activities of my life and even my responses to people and situations and circumstances in life. I think if, if, if I don't have my why in mind, if I don't have a clear view of, of my purpose and um, the reason behind, and you know, my motives and the actions that I'm taking, then I ought to step back and make sure I know the why behind what I'm doing. Because a lot of times you know, life can just pass you by and you, you're motivated by all kinds of things that really don't matter or really have very little to do with um, true fulfillment in life. And I think the more we can step back, the more I can step back. That's something I need to do more of. And that's really why I lean into some of the, the topics that I read, uh, things on Sabbath and, um, you know, solitude, contemplation, all these kind of things, all, all is a movement in my life to, to want to reevaluate my why and the motives behind. And, and those are pretty deep questions, even just, you know, they're big and small for me, you know, the why behind why am I here, existential life kind of questions. And then the why behind, you know, why do I serve as a pastor? And why do I preach? And why do I call my brother once a week what, when he's a turd what, face? No, I'm just kidding. What, why do I find myself eating another cookie? I asked yeah, myself right. that question yesterday. Well, because I like cookies. Okay. That's the why I've, I've settled that one. It's just good. I'm like good in my heart with that. I like chocolate and sugar and that's good enough, man. <laughs> no, but I think that's a valuable thing. And, and I, I know I have dysfunction in those areas a lot of times when I'm not tending to them. Rob, you always uses this word. I hear him say it a lot. It's something to tend to. Well, that's my, my reasons. My whys are something that I'm tending to with intention this year, you know, of really focusing on, on uh, what I'm doing and why. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, was that was that a good? That was an answer. I don't know if that. Well, I don't care about your expectations for my answer, Robbie. <laughs> See, look at the freedom. This is the all over the place. I could care less. <laughs> I don't really care either. <laughs> all oh, right, man. That's good. Okay. Well, well, let's look ahead, man. <clears throat> so, uh, so how, how do you go about thinking about your your upcoming year? What what, what do you do? Well, I, I've learned over the years that unless I write stuff down, it doesn't exist. <laughs> do a lot of things. I, I like to think. I like to stop and think. But I, but I have learned that if I don't, if I don't write down specifically, you know, my thoughts and ideas and where I'm headed and what I'm doing, kind of quantifying things in um, f- a focused way, it's something that I I can't return to it then too. Like if I don't write it down, it's. I won't be able to return to it later or throughout the year. It's actually something, a strategy of mine that that I've learned from others that has really helped me to be more successful when I'm setting goals or um, like you said, setting targets or things that I want to grow in um, that when I write them down, it allows me to return to them throughout the year and say, okay, evaluate, you know, where am I? Is this a, is this a valuable thing to keep on moving towards? Is it something that's lost traction in my life and why, you know, all those, all the, that, process for me is just as important as the the setting of the goals 
is is staying with just your your movement in life and where again it ties back to your focus why why are you doing what you're doing those are the things that kind of keep me grounded um in life so that's kind of how my process is i'll stop and you know i'll just in my journal i'll just write you know what are some things i want to be better at this year what books do i want to be reading this year how do i want to change my habits this year what habits do i want to keep in my life this year a big part of my my journey with sabbatical and a part of my goals for this coming year is is to keep on leaning into uh, spiritual rhythms that I've established in my life. So this kind of rhythm each day, praying through the daily office. If you don't know what that is, that's just a, a liturgical uh, form of prayer. It kind of gives you a guide of uh, praying uh, through who God is, confession, praying for others. It just gives me a grounding. So i that's on my intentional list. My intentional list, if we're going to talk about specific goals, something I'm working towards is to write more consistently this year. And and as a caveat to that or a bullet point to that, write more and finish the book I started. <laughs> so um, that's a goal for 2022 is I want to finish my first, my first book uh, and send that off to a publisher. I have a, a professor from grad school that's been chatting with me about he started a new publishing company and so I'm excited about that. The potential of, you know, sending, not just writing it just for myself, but also who am I writing it for my kids, people that I minister to. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. So that's a goal of mine is to finish a book. So we could talk more about specific goals, but I think I kind of answered. Yeah. Where, what are you, what's your process like? So, so I, uh, Oh, he's got the paper. I got, I got the, the deal here. So yes, I, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree, man. Like, if if I don't if I don't spend some focused time writing it down, uh, it just gets lost. There's so much to be uh, there's so much to be attending to that it just gets lost. And yeah. so I was also thinking when you were sharing about like periodically just f- trying to figure out where I am um, and we uh, and where we're going. And to some extent, I think that's a privilege uh, to be able to do. That means you actually have the space to be able to stop. Um, but but I think we we all need to help each other do this um, because if if we don't stop and look where we are and look where we're headed, um, man, we can continue to uh, make other people miserable or make make ourselves miserable in ways we don't see. Um, and so I. Yeah, I think I think also where we go wrong with this is um, I'm going to give a little bit of input on on how I've learned to do this. But um, I think where we often go wrong is we we choose something that is uh, outside of our zone of capability. <clears throat> so like there's there's this range of of what you're capable of. And you can either underestimate it or overestimate it. And we spend a lot of time doing both of those. So I might overestimate my capability and assume I can't do something and so not try. So, um, but then oftentimes, uh, sorry, that would be, yes. When we make goals, we often overestimate our ability too. Like we'll, we'll set a target for the year of, you know, I'm going to, I don't know, I'm going to, you know, work out every day for an hour for the year. And it's like, well, if I look back and I see how many days a week that year did I work out and the average was 0.2 for the year. <laughs> it's going to change. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of overestimating. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm overestimating my capability. So right. I, I think, uh, I think uh, it's important to, to find, okay, where have I been? Uh, and what have I been doing? I think that's where I like to start. And then that tells me a little bit of something of what I'm capable of. And then I like, I'd like to believe, okay, I'm capable of more than that, but I got to get smart about it. Um, so, uh, uh, so, okay. So, so I wrote down some things here. What, what I like to break it up into my, my head, my heart, my hands, and my hooves. Um, and or feet. <laughs> so, I don't know why so all of a sudden hook, you turned into a horse. So, so hooves because it needs an H. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're going with the H thing. It, Sometimes it's, it's okay to deviate, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's to make it more entertaining. So, uh, so, <laughs> so uh, I'm so distracted I, right now. I too, I too have, uh, I want to write more. Um, and that's been yeah. a goal for the last couple of years. And the last couple of years I've wrote, I've written next to nothing. <laughs> so I had to reevaluate <laughs> this year, like how, how am I actually going to make that happen? And interestingly, it's not a matter of willpower often. I, I, I see this in myself and I encourage other people. If it's a matter of willpower, you're probably just going to continue living the same way you've been living. And so I like to try to make changes to my context, to my world that make it more likely that I do something. So I just took a look and said, oh, well, I'm not writing because I, I don't have any time to like period. Um, and so don't make a goal for yourself and then feel crappy about not meeting it because right. you don't have any time for it. Um, and then I'm going to start believing, well, maybe I just can never do this when really maybe there was something simpler that needed to be done. So I, you know, in making the goal to write weekly, I was like, okay, I need to change what writing looks like for me, point number one. Uh, and so what I did is I, I merged it with one of my work goals, which is uh, I, I want to be more active uh, on social media in, in very targeted ways. And so I thought, oh, that requires me to write. So I, I merged those two together. Um, and I feel an urgency to do the, the social media activity because I want people to see what we're doing and kind of hear, hear what I'm doing and writing and things like that. So I merged those together. But I also uh, cut something out of my life <clears throat> that was a, it was a sacrifice and a risk as well. And so that's, you know, that's a, a risk I'm taking this year. Uh, so I've, I've taught a class uh, at Denver Seminary one, once a term, uh, basically for the last, you know, three or four years. And that's been really meaningful and also a source of income. And I decided this year, um, because of that, I just, I'm always reading papers for grading. And I thought I'm, I'm never going to have time to write, even if I feel like I should. So a variety of things came together where it was an option for me to to not teach at least the first semester this year. So I've I freed up some time, uh, which has allowed me to be able to do that. So, yeah, yeah man. So good. if you happen to see my stuff on there, I, I would appreciate you to engage with it. I've already had some feedback. Like one example yeah. of feedback that I got was uh, that it sounds like I'm writing a master's thesis. smart. <laughs> so. Now let's get this straight. You are very, you are very, very intelligent, uh, and I, I'm grateful for that for you, for sure. <laughs> well, but I mean, who wants to read a master's thesis on, right, on Facebook right. or Instagram yeah, I mean, or Twitter? Yeah, I agree. So, so uh, you know, um, the, so that that's been helpful feedback. So I, I definitely yeah. would, yeah, would appreciate you all reading what I write and giving me some feedback and and pushing that because I'm trying to put these ideas and things I'm observing and making them clearer to people and not have it, you know, 
be a master's thesis. So something you said to kind of trigger me, I think, and to, for you listener, you know, sometimes finding time for things that you're trying to set in place in your life is, and and like Robbie shared, he was a pretty big decision. He was changing something that had been a part of his regular routine. Uh, I, I encourage people a lot. I, I think it's not as hard to find time sometimes that's a lot of times. It's not hard to find time if you're willing to look at things that maybe are filling, are like just filler Ooh. things. You're not just, and not. I'm not talking about. Hey, it. Like, you're making like me nervous now. You. You're making me nervous me. about my time on my phone. Right. We spent. You would be surprised how much time you spend on things in your life that that you could set. You know, like I'll give you an example. Something for me is I I like to sleep or I used to, as I get older, I sleep, my patterns are changing, Mm -hmm. but I, a pattern of mine in recent years is I will wake up in bed early and then I'll just lay there because I'm just make myself go back to bed. And it's not like crazy early, but I, a couple of years ago, intentionally said, okay, when I wake up, because most of the time when I first wake up, I'm awake. Like I'm, I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm done sleeping and then I just lay there because I'm lazy. So when I wake up, I'm just going to get up. And use that time. It became a very fruitful time for me. I, actually, it changed my work schedule because I was so productive that first waking time for me in the morning. I I do my time, get my time in my in my spiritual rhythms, and then I would get right to work on my thinking part of my job. And we get. I was so productive in the morning that it actually changed the amount of time I had for other things. But it was a way that I discovered some some hidden time that maybe before went unnoticed because I was just tired or lazy or, you know, sit in bed rather than just getting up. And now it took discipline. It took intentionality. I don't always do it, (laughs) but when I do, I discover an hour of time that I never knew I had before because it presented itself and it was, you know, fairly easy to just say, okay, I'm going to do that. I don't have to inconvenient anybody other than myself. Right. (laughs) And, And you found a way to tap into your reward system so anytime you're going to try to engage in something that requires discipline, it's really useful if it if it's rewarding. And so whether that's, you know, you pair, say you want to start exercising and you pair it with working out with a friend or you, you know, you pair it with, you know, getting away for 30 minutes from having to parent children, you know, or, you know, so, <laughs> <Good> <laughs> so, something Mom's rewarding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you pair a, a goal you have with something that's going to be, that's good. It's going to reward your discipline. It's going to say, yes, keep doing it, which enhances your motivation. And so uh, uh, I think another thing you said in there, uh, say it out loud, write it down, uh, communicate yep. it to another person, use your language and your speech. Uh, it it helps us as people like focus where we're going. Um, you know, th- these are ways to increase the likelihood that you'll you'll uh, have some progress and success with something. I mentioned before, don't pick something that's way outside of your zone of capability. Um, but also, you know, don't don't choose something that's you know that's boring to you. Um, uh, <laughs> that's a gr- that's great advice. We I, I chuckle, but it's the truth. You know, that's really good. Like I'm going to read four 18th century novels this like this year. Like oh my gosh, shoot me in the face, you know. <laughs> no, thank you. My motivation is gone. You know. Yeah, so right, don't, right. Don't choose something boring to you, and and don't choose something yeah. that you think somebody else thinks you should do. Um, it, oh, it needs to be advice. something that that resonates with you and and matters to you. Um, and 
And so because if it doesn't matter to you, you're not going to you're not going to have energy around it. You know, we can make ourselves do things that are really incredible if they really matter to us or if we're really terrified. <laughs> so yeah. uh, so when you're when you're setting a goal, uh, you know, you can make use of your fear. But oftentimes we're making use of like our our, you know, our, our desire to have a meaningful life or to feel good. So. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking as you're talking to you, I, maybe as a listener, you're out there and you're thinking, I've never set goals. Like I've never done this thing. It's just, I, I don't know where you're at. I would encourage you if you, if you've never tried this to try it, because I'm, I'm a firm believer that self-evaluation is the first step towards deeper fulfillment and growth in life. Like without self-evaluation, without stopping and saying, okay, where have I been? Where do I need to grow? And how can I how can I get there? You, it's it leads to s- stagnation in life. That's a, that's a lot of S's. See, you like that self evaluation <laughs> leads to self fulfillment leads to uh, not being stagnant in life. But if you're feeling, and what I mean by stagnant, you know, if you feel like your days and weeks and months kind of all run together, you wake up, you go to work, you come home, you sleep. If if you feel like your life is kind of in a in a rut of rhythm where you don't have a lot of time to stop and smell the roses uh, you, you know you're not in touch with greater purposes and what your life is all about i was talking about that why earlier i would really encourage you to take a step or just a real simple step of of just starting to engage with this idea of thinking about your life evaluating where you've been, what you've done, and where you're headed. I, I had uh, a coworker of mine here at church give me a, a little, it's 10 questions of reflection and discernment. Um, I'm just going to read these because I thought it was a really helpful kind of starting point too. Like if you're out there listening and think, I don't even know the first way to sit down and write goals. Like that seems like overwhelming to me. Here are 10 questions by Emily P. Freeman, an author that I thought were really helpful. And I actually used them in my own life this year. So here's the 10 questions. Number one, what worked in your life? What worked? Number two, what didn't work? Number three, what do I need more of next time? Number four, what was the loneliest part? Number five, when did I feel most like myself? Number six, in what areas did my confidence grow? Number seven, who or what have I learned the most from? Number eight, what were my favorite yeses? Number nine, what were my surest no's? And 10, what's one thing I know for sure? I I just thought it was kind of a unique list of questions that that didn't like say, what's 10 things you want to do with your life today? They're more geared towards evaluating, like what worked Mm -hmm. in my life? What what didn't work in my life? You know, who taught Mm -hmm. me the most? And a lot of times out of that evaluation comes our vision for, okay, the things that worked in my life, I want to live into those a little bit more this year. You know, the Mm -hmm. things that didn't work. I want to I want to intentionally, you know, move away from Mm -hmm. those activities because they cause me pain or, you know, confusion or whatever. I just thought it was a really helpful kind of starting point. And we'll put that in the show notes too. I'll I'll post these questions. I was going to suggest that. Folks want to read it later, but I thought that was really a kind of a unique starting point. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then make, make, you know, write these down, you know, come up with something that's realistic and targeted and specific that you can actually see if you're doing. Um, make it an action, not like a, a passive outcome. You know, so somebody might say, you know, I want to lose 50 pounds. Well, that, I mean, that's a passive outcome. You want to make it a target. Like, you know, I, you know, I want to replace, you know, the pop tart with a protein shake, 
you know, like make it a target, something you actually do. Uh, last and year then, uh, with Robert Benson, well, I was just uh, say, along the making specific, uh, like, so last year, one of my goals was I want to write more, but I, I, I got specific mm-hmm. with one of his books and his goal is to write 600 words a day. So yeah. I, and I intended, you know, I said, okay, I'm yeah. going to write more. Well, how am I going to do that? I'm going to write 600 words a day. It's not that much it's like a page yeah. and a half. I'm going to write 600 words a day along with your being right. specific. Sorry to jump in, but I no, my goal is smaller. I want to write <laughs> once a week. So there you go. <laughs> uh, just at all, anything, even if it's just a word. Um, and then uh, reevaluate on a regular basis. So keep it in front of you somewhere where you can mm. access it and see, because not for the purpose of punishment, but to just track your movement and say, oh, okay, now I've got to update my strategy. So, well, we're, we're, we're going to have to pause there. We'll, we'll have more to say in the future, but, uh, man, I, I wish you the best on your, on your targets, dude. Yeah. And you, I wish you the best on your goals. Dude. My goals. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. So good, man. It's been a, a great conversation. I'm excited to see what comes so, out of yours. Th- yeah, man. And this year, our goals for the podcast, we, we want to continue sharing content that's going to be useful to you. So, you know, we're dreaming up things that are going to be useful to like, uh, you know, youth groups and families at churches or uh, engaging with, you know, reading content that we're, we're uh, dissecting or, or, uh, engaging with, um, you know, issues of the day, or we're we're just trying to dream up things that we think would be useful to you. And so we're going to keep, we're going to keep, uh, uh, pumping out content here every, at every two week clip. So hope that you continue to enjoy it and, uh, to enjoy it and join us, subscribe, uh, follow us on socials, uh, engage with us. We're, we're really glad to, to have you with us. So, yeah, it's been good. I can't wait for this new yeah. year and all the great conversations that will come out of it. That beautiful collision of head and heart. We we believe that each conversation holds the potential to find growth and move forward as people. And we hope that you're experiencing that, too, as you listen, for sure. So I think yeah. that's it for this week, right? Yeah. So you join Not us next time. Into the yeah, sun. We'll keep staring into the sun. Grace and peace, everybody. The way we find ourselves is by staring into the sun.